0: Did you ever want to set someone's head on fire just to see what it looked like? Did you ever stand in a street and think to yourself, I could make that nun go blind just by giving her a kiss? Did you ever lay out plans for stitching babies and stray cats into a perfect new human? Did you ever stand naked Surrounded by people who want your gleaming sperm, squirting frankincense, soma, and testosterone from every pore? If so, then you're the bastard who stole my drugs Friday night, and I'll find you. Oh yes! Hello and welcome to episode 301 of Under the Call of MS. This is going to be (laughs) a previews episode where we just talk about comic book goodies that are coming out in the near future to a comic book store near you that you may want to pick up and put into your collection, or buy for a friend, or just pick one up and get someone started on comics, give them something to enjoy. That was a little Warren Ellis quote <laughs> <laughs> to start to show off with. But I will be right back, right after this, with a bunch of goodies that you can buy. I got a comic deal for you. Just send the amount of the donation that you want to spend, and you will get the comic shipped to you. Send it to PayPal at Kevin the Duck Pool. At gmail.com. Inside the U.S., you can, for a $15 donation, you can get a Gemini box with five random comics in it. For a $30 donation, you can get a Priority Mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. For a $100 donation, you get a Priority Mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics are in fair to very good condition, may have been used on the podcast, May have never been read. International people, for a $50 donation, you can get a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with with 40 random comics in it. Put a message in the notes of what your donation is for, and we will get that out to you as soon as we see it. Okay, it's time for... The previews items again, it's that time of year, to see what's coming out in the future that you may or may not want to pick up for yourself or for someone else since it is the holiday season, but most of these aren't going to come out till February anyways, so it's not like you're going to get your hands on them before Christmas to give for gifts. So. 100 Girlfriends Who Really Love You, a graphic novel, volume one, by Seven Seas Ghost Ship. Aejo Rentero tried and tried again, but after asking a hundred girls out on a date, he was rejected every single time. In desperation, he prays for guidance, only to be told by a god that his rejections were due to some cosmic error. Now the god is going to set things right by making sure that Aejo gets 100 dates. Except as things often do with gods, the dates come with a catch. One hundred girls are destined to be Ahejo's soulmate, and unless he returns their feelings, each and every time they'll die in horrible accidents. But how is he supposed to choose? Can someone really love a hundred other people? I mean, that's pretty messed up. It's like it's him that has the problems. But the women, if they if they don't get reciprocated back, the feelings that they give to him, then they die a horrible death. That's pretty messed up. But that is the way things are when you have events like that. Okay, so we got one issue done. One issue done. And the cat already had to climb up on me. Let's see. Next one is 2.5. Dimensional Seduction, Graphic Novel, Volume 1, by Seven Seas Ghost Ship. I have no interest in real girls, so claims Akamura, the president of the school's manga club. He's your typical otaku, and his heart belongs to Lilio, a 2D manga character. Then the new school year starts, and a 3D girl whose passion is cosplay, joins the club. Alicia convinces Okamuro to become her photographer. And guess who her favorite character is? The boundaries between 2D and 3D start to blur as this hot-blooded romantic comedy unfolds. I'm certain to see more of this type of thing happen so you're gonna start seeing more novels like this this fat little cat is hard to hold on (laughs) i don't have a thing to prep him into a blanket or anything so he's just like rolling around all over as i'm trying to click on things and go through buttons and try and read screens as he's constantly in front of me or laying on top of the microphone. <laughs> I mean, come on, Joe Rogan doesn't have problems like this with his dogs. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? All right. Across a field of starlight graphic novel by Random House Graphic. When they were kids, Phazens' fighter spaceship crash landed on a planet that Lou's Survey Force was exploring. It was a forbidden meeting between a kid from a war-focused resistance movement and a kid whose community and planet are dedicated to peace and secrecy. Lou and Faison are from different worlds and separate solar systems, but their friendship keeps them in each other's orbit as they grow up. As the Galactic Empire... Begins an attack against Fazen's people and discovers Luz in the process. The two of them have the chance to reunite at last. They finally are able to be together. But at what cost? Well, obviously the people of peace and secrecy are going to destroy the other planet. (laughs) I love how the people of peace are always the ones that are destroying everything in secret. Yeah, cat, you're going to fall if you don't support yourself. I can't hold you, push, do the mouse and the microphone and everything else. (laughs) Why don't you hop over there and hop on your chair. You'll be more comfortable and I can get stuff done. (laughs) All right, Firefly just won't let it go. They're just set on pumping out more and more. New runs. We have an all-new Firefly, number one by Boom Studios. The new creative team of rising star writer David M. Boer from Canto, and artist Jordi Perez from Queen of the of Bad Dreams, kick off an all-new, shiny direction for the crew of the Serenity. Captain Kaylee lends the crew, leads the crew, on a heist that proves too much for their moral code. But when mercenaries steal the relics away, it turns into a recovery mission. Meanwhile, unexpected revelations about Jane's family and past further complicate things. But how will Jane's past collide with the crew's desperate presence? Especially when it leads to them leads them to steal from not the thief's den they had in mind. That doesn't make sense. So who are they stealing from? All right. Obviously, someone that's not who they planned on stealing from, and they're going to get themselves in trouble like they always do. All right. We got AM Archives, American Mythology, The Three Stooges, Gold Key First, Number One, by American Mythology. The Three Stooges, I cannot believe. They're still pumping these out. Just amazes me. So, yeah, I want to meet these this younger generation that's still following this. But this special black and white 350 copy limited edition cover features a wonderful throwback, throwback photo of the boys from yesteryear. It's a perfect comic to have slabbed by your favorite grading company. Uh, they don't show the cover. They aren't showing hardly any covers this month because for some reason, everybody's way behind on everything. We got printing issues. We got paper issues. We got bags and board issues. There's just so much going on right now in the comic industry that's hurting us. So I don't know what's going to happen with all this. It's like with ships sitting out in the ocean waiting to come to dock and not bringing the supplies in fast enough. But all those supplies, paper and cardboard, we pretty much produce here in the United States, so it shouldn't be such a problem. It's, I used to work for different companies in the forestry industry, and we, there's plenty of them out there, so I don't know why there's lacks on the products that we need. But American Mythology Sci-Fi Trade Paperback Collections Pack by American Mythology. This is another one of those nice little packs of comics you can get. It's an awesome sampler of American mythology sci-fi collections. Three special collections of paperbacks and hardcovers deliver an incredible value to fans. Looking for stellar adventures at a value price. Only thing I don't like is they don't tell you exactly how many items you're getting. It's like, are you only getting three comics or are you getting three complete collections of paperbacks? I don't know. So without a little more detail on it, I don't think I could jump on something like that without knowing more and see it on a rack or something like that. We have Aquaman number one from DC comics. When a terrorist in middle America is revealed as an Atlantean sleeper agent, seemingly gone rogue, the Aquaman, Arthur Curry, and Jackson Hyde are on the case. But it soon becomes clear that the tragedy was not just a single bad actor, but the beginnings of a much larger and more dangerous chain reaction and the heart of an explosive Atlantean conspiracy. If Arthur's not careful, the secrets he's keeping from Mira, Tula, and Tempest, Atlantis, the surface, and even Jackson, could cause a rift from which the Aquaman might never recover. Ooh. (laughs) I don't know, I still can't get in that. Aquaman, Aquaman, any of those. Uh, Once I read a few, maybe I'll change my mind. They have an Archie 1,000-page comics glory trade paperback coming out from Archie Comics. The Archie 1,000-page comics series returns in its glory with another volume collecting 1,000 pages of iconic Archie comic stories featuring the same mix of wild humor, awkward charm, and genuine relatability that has kept Archie and the gang popular with kids and families for 80 years. I'm surprised they don't have these numbers if this is a like the second one that came out or another one that came out. I don't know how many came out. They don't really say, but you would think they'd number them. I mean, after all, we have 80-page giants. We got Archie's big, the big ones. The, they redo, <laughs> they re, recompress these stories together so many times. It's got to be the most redone comic out there ever. But they're good. They're fun. They're always enjoyable. Let's check those out. We'll be back with more Archie goodness sometime soon. Okay, let's look into some more fun Archie stuff. We got Archie Love and Heartbreak Special. This is by Archie Comics, of course. An all-new romance anthology perfect for fans of Archie's modern comic series. Join Archie and his friends on a date night at the Riverdale Carnival. First up, Betty wants to know if Jughead was interested in dating. What would the perfect date look like? Jughead shares his point of view on love while Archie and Veronica's relationship is on the rocks. Can Kevin Keller help Archie save his romance? Maybe not, since Kevin's caught up in his own romantic dilemma and is worried about being in over his head on his own date. Will end up together. What relationships are on the verge of collapse? Who will find true love? I don't know. I'm thinking we might, Archie might just give up on the girls and go after Kevin. And see what happens. Who knows? Now we got another Archie comic for you. We got Archie's Valentine's Day Spectacular. Number one by Archie Comics. Brand new story. A not-so-sweet romance. Archie's been awful quiet about his last girlfriend, who was also an inspiring musician. So quiet, no one even knew he had one. That is, until her song hits the charts. Everyone is obsessed with it, especially Betty and Veronica. But neither of them know that Taylor Swift's pop breakup anthem is about Archie. And he's going to try his hardest not to let them find out, no matter what it takes. Taylor Sweets? I mean, come on. (laughs) Taylor Swift parody. Uh, (laughs) uh, It's terrible. All right, we got Arkham Horror. Grim Investigations by Aconite. Never heard that before. Oh, this might be a book instead of a comic. Who knows? The bold investigators of Arkham Horror are humanity's best hope against monstrous terrors from beyond the void. In this collection of extraordinary eldritch novellas. To Fight the Black Wind by Jennifer Brozick. Psychologist Colin Fenn's, Ferns' Treatment of a Patient's Terrifying Nightmares Tears Open a Doorway into the Dreamland and the Elder Gods. The Blood of Bael's Handor by Richard Lee Byers. The Arcane Tombs of Miss, Miskatonic University are an irresistible lure for stage magicians. Dexter Drake, and his assistant, Molly Maxwell, where they soon fall prey to dark forces. Dark Revelations by Amanda Downham. When author Gloria Goldberg visits Arkham to complete the unfinished novel of her fellow author, its words escape the page and transform Arkham. Sounds interesting. It's weird that they're putting out an Arkham Horror book around Valentine's Day instead of pumping it out during Halloween. But They have a Belladonna premium covers big set. It's six comics. If you're a fan of the Belladonna series... They got Beyond the Farthest Star Chronicles 50th Anniversary number one from American Mythology. This limited edition features the pure black and white splendor of Roy G. Krendel's amazing art. Only 100 copies of this edition exist. So get it slabbed by your favorite grading company, which I I hate that. I hate that thought. I I don't agree with getting stuff slabbed. I agree with Putting it in your hand and reading it over and over and over again. If you get completely sick of it, then maybe slab it and protect it for future resale. This we just heard a thing from Art Balthasar getting a reward and stuff like that. He's got the big alien moon crush is being resolicited by Action Lab Entertainment. Great little graphic novel. you should pick up it's getting noticed by some people and he's got something else with it coming up i forget what it was i just seen something yesterday and i already forgot but it was something with that book then we have black star line number one by advent comics black star line is a new ongoing title that focuses on and celebrates the african-american characters of of and the African diaspora within the Advent Comics universe. That was hard to say. One story is Africa Force, and the other is Titan the Ultraman. Each issue has a theme. Black Star Line number one's theme is Unity. Interesting. I know they're coming up with a new line of things for that, but they have been doing a lot of stuff like that lately. More recently, we got Blackguard Graphic Novel Volume One by Vertical. A lot of companies that I haven't heard of before. A new dark fantasy from the creator of Devil's Line, Ryu Hanada. The world is suddenly overrun by monsters called Shohu, and anyone who is bit by one is infected with a mysterious virus that turns them into the same being. What same being? It it turns it into that monster, I take it? To defeat the Shohu, 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 humans live in aerial cities and formed units called guards. Nanao Minami, also known as the Blackguard, fights, but without regard for his own life. What is his motivation, and why does he want to die so readily? You will have to read the book to find out. And then we get Bob Fingerman, Pariah Redux by Heavy Metal. In a modest Manhattan walk-up, a group of survivors are on their last legs. As the end seems nigh, a teenage girl is spotted on the avenue, not only alive, but repelling the undead like Moses parting the Red Sea. When she comes to their aid, questions of who, what, and why she's immune to attack arise, almost like a play this single location centric story features a strong cast of archetypal archetypal yet fully flashed out fleshed out distance characters (laughs) getting all tongue twisted on this one Uh, the artist the young widow the elderly couple the bros living a new normal for one of whom isn't also finally living his his truth, the country boy who's turned his back on his faith, only to have it return in earnest, and the mysterious stranger that arrives at their Savior, only to confound them, even as she complies with their ever-increasing impositions. Um, Pariah sets the classic zombie tropes on their ears as the element of immunity to attack is introduced to the mix. We've had that before. It's not a new thing. I don't like how they're going to, it sounds like they're just going to just beat on this girl and just try and probably take blood from her, try and find out why she's immune, try and use her, To help them instead of trying to work with her and try and help the world. I just, I see this turning into a bunch of conflict, which I don't care for. If it wasn't from heavy metal, I'd probably jump on it being a zombie thing, but I got to see it before I jump on that one. All right, we got Broken Eye Number One by Scout Comics. Liverpool in the early 70s, good time of year, good times back then. Seamus Young is a young orphan who works unloading garbage in the docks, but his situation will get worse unexpectedly when he finds a cutaway hand floating in the river and he will be immersed in a criminal conspiracy involving the IRA why would the IRA come after him for a hand and all because of a secret Seamus has a broken eye, but with which he can see the past. So that's kind of interesting, but uh, IRA international rifleman association, I suppose that would relate to. I'm not sure. I was thinking IRS when I first heard it, but We'll get more back with more goodies for you to buy in the future, sometime soon. Okay, what else can we find for you? Christmas Caroline Annual Number One by Sourcepoint Press. Now, this again doesn't make sense to me because it's a Christmas item coming out in February. Why would they wait till then? A disavowed elf seeks revenge for the murder of her brother at the hands of St. Nick. That's all you're going to give us for a description? That doesn't tell us enough. Especially with it being two months late for Christmas, and then you don't give us a good, nice little depiction of it? That's not nice. How about Chronophage by Humanoids Publishing? It's done, written by Tim Seely. art by Lily. Lilia's Crisis? <laughs> Names are getting harder and harder. A single mother becomes involved with a mysterious man who consumes moments of her life, leading her to question her choices and whether they can or should be undone. When Chloe begins a passionate relationship with a traveling businessman, Named Heath Duran, her life immediately changes for the better. And not just because she's getting laid. Friends thought long lost return, and new opportunities suddenly present themselves out of nowhere. Soon, however, she begins experiencing horrific encounters with ghostly beings, eventually revealed to be the echoes of moments She has somehow no longer lived. Terrified at the realization that her past is being rewritten and that Heath is not who or even what he seems to be, Chloe must find a way to take back the seconds, minutes, and hours stolen by the alien chronophage chronophage, masquerading as her new lover. But before she can act, Heath has one last surprise for her. A chance to undo the brief sexual encounter that turned her into a single mother 16 years ago. Featuring a foreword by Tom Kane. That's too much like time travel with me. Because you can undo things from your past. And that's just, that's dumb. Anytime you change anything from the past, there's always going to be consequences. And you got to watch what you do, and that's why time travel is stupid, and there should be no such thing. That's why there is no such thing, because it would never really work. (laughs) Classroom of Elite Graphic Novel, Volume 1, by Seven Seas Entertainment. Students of the prestigious Tokyo Metropolitan Advanced Nurturing High School. Jeez, that's quite the name for a high school. See, what's the... Labeling T M A N H S. Yeah, doesn't spell out anything. Are given remarkable freedom. If they can win, barter, or save enough points to work their way up the ranks, Ayana Ko- Koji Kayotaka Kyo- has landed at the bottom in the second class D. No, in the scorned class D. <laughs> Where he meets Horikata Shizun, who determined to rise up the ladder to Class A. Can they beat the system in a school where cutthroat competition is the name of the game? I guess you're going to have to read it to find out. Then we got Clay P- Clay People Colossus Number 1 One-Shot by Image Top Cow. A biracial boy in the Midwest uses a supernatural gift from his grandfather to push back against two older boys who are terrorizing him. In a tale inspired by the song Colossus, by a heavy metal band, the Clay People, who I've never heard of, intolerance, drug addiction, addiction, poverty, and boredom collide into a perfect storm of grisly revenge. The Clay People is a rock band hailing from Albany, New York. The band's self-titled debut album was released on Mercury Slipdisc Records. Their furiously propulsive lead single, Awake, climbed the radio charts and launched the band into an international touring act with the likes of Disturbed. Well, I've heard of Disturbed, but I've never heard of The Clay People. Stained, Clutch, Rob Zombie, Static X, Stabbing Westward, and Filter. Some good bands they mentioned relate to them, but still never heard of them. Their latest album is Demon Hero. I have to ask my nephew if he's got any of their music and check it out. See if I like it. And then we have Concise. Dictionary of Comics by University Press of Mississippi. Another name i never heard of. (laughs) A superb compendium of definitions for over 1,000 terms related to comic studies. Collecting and publishing written in straightforward, jargon-free language. A concise dictionary of comics guides students, researchers, readers, and educators of all ages and at all levels of comics expertise. It provides them with a dictionary that doubles as a compendium of comics scholarship. A concise dictionary of comics provides clear and informative definitions for each term. It includes 25 witty illustrations, and pairs most defined terms with references to books, articles, and book chapters, and other relevant critical sources. All references are dated and listed in an extensive, up-to-date bibliography of comics scholarship. Each term is also categorized according to type in an index of Thematic groupings, this organization serves as a pre-predagogical aid. I mean, you you need this book just to understand what half these words are. For teachers and students learning about a specific facet of comic studies and as a research tool for scholars who are unfamiliar with particular terms but know what category it falls into. I mean, where are these schools of comic books? Why the hell did I have a school of comic books that I could go to? I would have ate that shit up big time. I would have been one of the first people to apply. Creepy and Crawly number one by Second Sight Publishing. Hey, kids. Step inside a Creepy and Crawly Sideshow. Written and illustrated by Sam McCandless. We have so many wonderful oddities in store for you. The Cyclops, Snake Girl, Vampire Boy, and the Two-Headed Cutie Pies. All of them amazing. Crawley the Spider will weave horrors that will astound you. This one's called The Rotten Eggs Take Cupcake to Hell. Boil and scramble the rotten eggs... Go oh, see the sideshow where they witness the most amazing oddity of them all. A magical cupcake that makes everyone happy. I know lots of those cupcakes. The Rotten Eggs decide to take Cupcake to hell to meet the devil, Scratch, to see if Cupcake's powers can cheer him up. Creepy the Clown and Crawly the Spire must now race into the land of the dead to get their magical friend back. All hell is breaking loose, and death is not happy. That sounds kind of fun. I'm thinking it might be for young adults, but I'm not sure, because they don't have no pictures for any of these. They have a Crossed Family Values Torture Covers bag set of seven comics by Avatar Press. They also got a four-comic run done by Avatar press also with torture covers they also oh no that's a different one there they have crow's hardcover by dark horse when kim inherits her grandparents house in rural sweden there are still notes posted everywhere reminders and drawings of the monsters that haunt this house and the land but the monsters in kim's head too are in Kim's head, too. In this traumatic memories of an unsettling upbringing, dive into this stunning graphic novel full of darkness, reconciliation, and exploration of self. It sounds kind of fun and interesting. I'd pick it up out of a bargain bin. Let's see where we're sitting here. Yeah, we better end this segment here. We'll get back to you with more in just a little bit. All right. Let's see what's next up for some things to buy in the future. You haven't had a chance to read it. Or you have and you want it all in an omnibus. They have curse words. The whole damn thing. Omnibus. By Image Comics. Looks like it comes in a nice hardcover format. Here at last from Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Curse Words, the whole damn thing. There's a massive omnibus that collects Curse Words number 1 to 28 and Curse Words Afterwards epilogue special. So, if you wanted to get your hands on it, now is the time. So, it's one that I've been considering checking out. I've heard things about it but through our group, but never. Don't think I've read any of them. I might have done like a free comic book day special, maybe. But don't remember much anymore. Let's see. Next, we have Deadpool Samurai, graphic novel. Number one, volume one, by Viz Media. Everyone's favorite, Merc with a Mouth, is back. As a member of the newly formed Samurai Squad, Deadpool moves to Tokyo. Where he soon runs afoul of some familiar faces. Whether he's teaming up with new heroes, battling gods, attending concerts, or being repeatedly dismembered, dismembered not dismembered, <laughs> Deadpool always brings chaos and his characteristic sense of humor along with him. That's when well, I definitely want to get it. Get from a Deadpool collection. Put him with a samurai and it's always fun. Then we have Dear Sophie, Love Sophie, Graphic Memoir by by Harper One. This graphic memoir follows a 30-something who discovers her teenage diaries and starts writing letters to her younger self thinking she has wisdom to share with her younger self, only to find her younger self has lessons to teach her as well. Sophie Lucido Johnson has kept journals all her life. When she unearthed one a couple of years back, she wondered what she would say to her teenage self if she could. In this beautifully illustrated graphic memoir, Sophie begins an interactive conversation between her younger self and her older self, each giving the older other wisdom about what it means to love your body, navigate relationships, and discover what fulfills you, no matter what age you are. the then it goes on and on about other stuff. Sounds pretty interesting for someone that would be into that. Another different look at life's lessons and growing up. Let's see, we got a defective comics annual one shot. I know I don't like to talk about these. Aardvark Vanaheim did this. It's a 48 page annual in the middle of winter. All black costumes. The kind fans like. Guaranteed not to turn into symbiotes later on. Hercules, new all-black, well, we don't need to know about all these all-black costumes on everyone, but my girlfriend fighting crime with her hooters out in an otherwise all-black fishnet body stocking, spider barks, new, new black costume, and the amber alert it triggers, borderline Bobby's New costume, the movie. Silver Cerebus and his amazing all-black electric car costume. Uh, This is more that Cerebus stuff, which I don't care for, but if you're into it, they're bringing more stuff out just for you. Someone's supporting them. Destiny New York Valentine's Day Special by Black Mask Comics. In the first special Destiny New York one-shot, writer Pat Shond tells three stories of love, yearning, and romance set in a world where magic is a real accepted part of everyday life. In these slice-of-life stories, a cat escapes, a necromancer is scorned, and vows are renewed. If you haven't jumped on board the Ongoing Destiny New York title, this one shot is the perfect jumping on point. Never heard of them. Well, actually, no. I think I remember those covers with the heart shape on the towers. They have a Dr. Sleepless wrap, four to eight bag set. Or number four to eight bag set. It's five count. They also have a five-count set of 9 to 13, and a four-count set of number 1 to 3. If you know anything about Dr. Sleepless, which I do not. They have a Draculina, number 1, by Dynamite Entertainment. One child, two destinies, who is the daughter of Lilith of Draculon. Is she a streetwise runaway human preteen, or is she Vampirella's deadly siren, Night Stalker, evil twin? Two souls linked by a reality jumping demon struggle for control of their own destiny as Draculina, Lilith's first and most beloved daughter, is brought into Vampirella's reality and linked to an alternative version alternate version of herself by a cursed candle which warps reality when lit. Swapping Draculina with her other possible self, a tough homeless preteen struggling to make it on her own while being constantly drawn into Draculina's schemes. Establishing a secret identity for herself as River East, high-profile socialite daughter of the missing and presumed dead Lilith Ogden, Estagraph. Draculina presses forth with a secret, evil agenda of bloody retribution against everyone who ever done her wrong, with only Kate, her alternate self, standing between her and her deadly goals. That sounds like a fun one. And we got drawing female figure, manga, hensha, and comic book artist. And one of the hardest things to do is draw human figures. So if you want a good drawing book to learn that form, this is your opportunity to get something like that. Then we have Edgar Allen Poe Conqueror Worm One Shot by Kex Publishing. I, I wonder what... What is up with all these publishing companies I've never heard of, if these are new publishers popping up or not? Might be taking over some that are dropping out, not producing what they promised to produce. Who knows? And it is the perfect time for new publishing companies to come out and take over. In a visual adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's famous text, Throngs of Angels Gather to Witness of metaphysical performance of good and evil. But the play becomes all too real when humanity releases the ultimate destructive power. Uh, It doesn't really give us any type of depiction of what we're going to be reading. Got to give us a better storyline than that. How about this one? Eightfold Path. Yeah, Eightfold Path graphic novel by Harry N. Abram's books. All right, this one yeah, can figure it out. looking for en- eight strangers looking for enlightenment from an ancient spiritual teacher are trapped in a cave high in the mountains on their way to his temple. One of his acolytes directs them to to each tell a story that the group can learn from as they wait out the horrible snowstorm that rages outside the cave's entrance. One by one, travelers each share a story that, unbeknownst to them, is actually a morality tale representing one of the aspects of final enlightenment as taught in Buddhism. As the wind howls through the night, they tell symbolic stories of horror, dystopia, high adventure, cyberpunk, and urban fantasy. Each story is a spoke on the symbolic Dharma wheel, and each interlocking tale gets the travelers closer to their true destiny, unveiling the future of the entire human race. Interesting. That could be a fun one. Okay. Ooh. Elvira bringing out more stuff. She's not bringing out enough. (laughs) And the funny thing about this one is, I mean, it's old stuff brought brought a new, but she's got an autographed version with it, which is about a hundred bucks more expensive. It's like, come on, I'll wear a hundred bucks for an autograph. Really? (laughs) I love her to death, but come on, girl. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Classic Years, Omnibus, Volume 1, hardcover, regular edition. The cheaper version (laughs) by Dynamite Entertainment. You can get the regular or the signed. This collects Elvira, Mistress of the Dark from 1993, number 1 to 27. And I'm sure there'll be a few extra cover bonuses in there and stuff, but yeah. Shame, shame, girl. I have all those, so I don't think I need the omnibus, but it would look pretty in my collection. All right, they have Escape the Living Dead original messy covers bag set of five comics. If you missed out on the last ones, they also have Escape the Living Dead splatter covers bag set. So, other than that, we will get back to you with more goodies soon. (laughs) Okay, there's tons more for you to buy in the future, so we got to keep going with it. We got the Ether Omnibus Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics from the New York Times bestseller. Sign- well, they don't need all that information. It's an interdimensional, genre-bending sci-fi fantasy mystery adventure interdimensional explorer, Boon Diaz Diaz. A brilliant scientist from Earth enters the magical world of Ether and stumbles onto a great responsibility that takes him through the center of volcanoes, deserts full of living mummies and sphinxes, and bizarre fairy forests, all leading towards a final climactic battle for the fate of both worlds, collecting every issue of Ether in an affordable omnibus edition. Don't know nothing about it. I don't think I've ever seen that. I have Eye Candy Girls English Edition by Goliath. One of the essential things in photography is capturing the fleeting moment in nude photography. A pretty, erotic, and seductive model can turn this moment into a magical one. There are plenty of these in Victor Light Worship's books, Eye Candy Girls. This high-quality printed photo book contains 34 erotic sets on over 250 pages. A tantaline feast for the eyes. This is where a erotic dream, the erotic dream of the girl next door comes to life. If you know anybody about him, you know his. Artwork, probably, and that book would be for you. Then we have Faithless 3, number one, by Boom Studios. The final act of Azarello and Lovett's erotic thriller masterpiece. Nine months after her mysterious disappearance, Faith suddenly drops back onto the map. While the art world debates whether her disappearance was a piece of performance, art, or all just a publicity stunt. Faith retreats to Luisa's studio to recover from her journey into the unknown. But Ginny begins to realize that something is very much amiss with Faith. Where she has... Where was she for nine months? And why does Faith suddenly seem so obsessed with Guinea's son, Jacob? I don't think this is the same Faith that I'm thinking of. But again, it would be nice to have cover art. But we're not seeing that right now, which I don't understand. (coughs) Excuse me. Starting to get scratchy throat. We got Thick. Fictionauts number one by Red 5 Comics and Stonebot. They've battled Moby Dick, matched wits with Dickens, and befriended a kingdom of evolved sea monkeys. They're the genre hopping heroes of Hyper City, the Fictionauts. Fantasy is a serious business for this team as they scour fictional worlds to write dangerous anomalies and preserve the balance between reality and imagination. Interesting. We have Fist of the Dragon, number one of two, by Advent Comics. The ultimate master of the martial arts in solo action in an all-new two-issue miniseries, Fist of the Dragon 1. Is 1970s style martial arts mayhem as Dragon searches for the murderer of his teacher, but he must first come face to face with the world's greatest martial artist in single combat. The ultimate master of martial arts, that would be Bruce Lee, wouldn't it? I don't know. Fist of the Dragon's a thing with him, but I need this artwork. I'm going to have to go pick up a previews catalog this week, the way it sounds, instead of just looking at it online. We have Flung Out of Space, graphic novel by Harry N. Abrams Books. This is both a love letter to the essential lesbian novel, The Price of Salt, and an examination of its notorious author, Patricia Highsmith veteran comics creator Grace Ellis and Hanna Templar have teamed up to tell this story through Highsmith's eyes, reimagining the events that inspired her to write the story that would become a found foundational piece of queer literature. Flung Out of Space opens with Pat begrudgingly writing lowbrow comics, a drinker, a smoker, and a hater of life. Pat knows she can do better. Her brain churns with images of the great novels she could and should be writing. What will eventually be? Strangers on a Train. Oh, nothing about it. Alright. Alright. Check my timeline here. Doing alright. Follow Me Into the Darkness, number one of four, by Behemoth Entertainment, LLC. The sequel to the series that moved 55,000 plus copies of the first issue, less than a day until the apocalypse, the darkness guides Yoko and Sebastian to Alaska. There, they look for a girl who lives hiding in the forest, and who may be the key to prevent the imminent... Final judgment. Meanwhile, the children of the comet face a new and peculiar threat in Colossumos, Chinatown. Don't know anything about the previous stuff. Alright, we got Forgotten Home trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics. While investigating a series of child abductions in Montana... The case gets personal for Sheriff's Deputy Lorraine Edlet when her teenage daughter Jonah disappears with a friend. Following the clues of otherworldly evidence leads Lorraine back to her long abandoned homeworld of Janata. Mirrored in a never ending, ending war, she escaped long ago. Lorraine had hoped to protect Joanna. ...from her own past. Once in Janata, she attempts a rescue mission to bring Jonah and the rest of the kidnapped children back to Earth. However, it's not without resistance. Lorraine must confront her past with the evil Je- Janatan queen and everyone else she abandoned all those years ago. Not to mention an entire army of magic-wielding children... Meanwhile, Joanna's allegiance hangs in the balance in this tale of family and fate. Uh, apparently this was a comicsology original digital series that is in print for the first time. So check it out. And then we got Fox and Hare number one by Vault Comics. When black market coder Aurora Yi uncovers top secret data that has tapped into the past lives of the citizens of Mazu Bay, her world is turned upside down. The megacorporation Sinistry Designs wants its data back and is hot on her trail. Aurora has no choice but to turn the fox in the hare. turn to the fox in the hair, The most feared mercenaries in the city for protection. Don't know if that's a human version or an animal version since they don't really give you much. We'll do one. The Freaks No Revenge is a Drug, Volume 1 by Behemoth Entertainment, LLC. A frozen apocalyptic story in the spirit of Mad Max, Fallout, and Borderlands, meshed with a Torrentino-esque style of storytelling. Follow Barry, a psychedelic addict, surviving in a glacial wasteland, fighting with brutal gunslingers on the path to find his long-lost family, while being high on drugs. His crazy hallucinations lead our weird hero, to the hole of truth yeah a mystic hole that tells the truth i smell going down a rabbit hole okay now my thing jammed up i think i'll stop there and i'll get back with more in a little bit kids tell you what you're gonna buy in the future i am on the wrong page that does not help from the red fog volume one graphic novel this is something that's resolicited. i don't remember hearing about it but it's by yen press england at the end of the 19th century a string of gruesome incidents all leads back to a single boy who was born into a world Where chaos and order and wealth and poverty are deeply intertwined. Isn't that all of life at all times? Guided by a deep solitude. What fate awaits him in the end? Read the book and find out. Then we have G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Number one one shot by IDW Publishing. They are the best elite warriors from all walks of life. With the sole mission of ensuring liberty and justice for all freedom-loving citizens of planet Earth. They are G.I. Joe. And these are some of their greatest adventures ever. Presented in one specifically priced 100-page comic book collection. Been bringing more and more G.I. Joe stuff out the past year. They have a gravel wrap zero to four. Five-count comic set coming out, which I know nothing about Gravel. They also have 10 to 15, which is a six-count set. And they have 16 to 21, which also is a six-count set. And 5 to 9, which is a five-count set that you can pick up. They have Green Lantern Alliance Trade Paperback by DC Comics. It's only been a few months since Green Lantern, Typham, Fam inherited his ring from his by and defeated his nemesis, Xander Griffin. But Ty knows their last battle was only the beginning, and even though no one believes him, Ty is determined to prove that Xander is up to his old tricks again. When a string of fires start popping up around Coast City, Ty finds himself stretched thin, as he struggles to keep up with the school, training, working at the store, and following Xander's trail. That is, until a new hero, Kid Flash, shows up on the scene with an offer to help. Can the heroes find an ar- arsonist before it's too late? Hopefully. And Flash should be able to put the fires out with his speed. Alright. Alright. Cat's being a pain in my ass, so I gotta let him out again. So, I will pause this for now and get right back. Okay, try this again. We got Grim Spotlight Gretel Bloody Mary one-shot. This is by Xenoscope Entertainment. Gretel returns in this horrifying one-shot that stems from a twisted mind of Xenoscope. And it's VIP fans. Born in a writer's room, hosted at Xenoscope's VIP event. Don't miss this next standalone story from Gretel's world of terror and witchcraft as she takes on Bloody Mary. Now we got. Oh, he's making a comeback. We got He Man and Motu Legends from Castle Grayskull by Scholastic. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe are back in this original graphic novel based on the hit Netflix show. The graphic novel will feature exclusive lore straight from the creators of the Netflix animated series, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Get ready for an action-packed adventure. Now that series had some conflict behind it, so hopefully they resolved it. The next round coming out. I got Heathens number one by Vault Comics. The book that started it all. Natasha Altersi Heathen returns to a single issue format for our fifth anniversary to launch Vault Reserve, the definitive collector's edition. Featuring new and rare covers as well as exclusive back matter. Aidas is a Viking, a warrior, an outcast, and a self-proclaimed heathen. Aidas is fr- friend to the Talking Horse Saga, rescuer of the immortal Valkyrie Bernin, Bernild, and battler of fantastic monsters. Aidas is a woman born into a time of warfare, suffering and subjugation of women. She is on a mission to end the oppressive reign of the god King Odin. I wouldn't even read it just because of the names. It's like, why do they make these names so damn? I mean, people do have to read this over and over. And if you're going to keep mentioning their names, they got to keep pumping these names out. And they're just going to get sick of that. All right, Heavy Metal Drummer, number one of six by Behemoth Entertainment, LLC. 1986 AD, under the streets of Los Angeles, breeds the seeds of gruesome interdimensional conflict between order and chaos. Enter Dave, a junkie, heavy metal drummer, whose life is about to get a whole lot shittier. And that's all you're going to tell us? That doesn't give us no story basis. We have Hello, Melancholic, Graphic Novel, Volume 1 by Seven Seas Entertainment, a coming-of-age Yuri manga series about playing music and falling in love with a band Asano Minato is a tall but stooping first-year high school student. Though she's an awesome trombone player, she does everything she can to fade into the background. Despite her best efforts, however, Minato catches the attention of her bubbly and charismatic upper-class woman, Hibiki, who wants Minato to join the band she's forming at school and won't take no for an answer. Will Minato be able to let go of the past and play in a band again? Can polar opposites harmonize through music? You'll have to read it and see. I Can't Believe I Slept With You, Graphic Novel, Volume 1 by Seven Seas Entertainment. 24-year-old Koduka Shayu quit her job and is wallowing in self-pity in her apartment. She's also three months behind on her rent. Then her landlady proposes an unusual solution. Have sex with her and she'll help with the debt the filthy apartment, and the loneliness driving Chayu to beer and escapism. After a one-night stand, the two women decide to keep up the arrangement. Their growing relationship leads to questions of identity, getting one's life together, and if something tender can develop from an arrangement that started with a bang. I know that story all too well. Ask me about it sometime. Maybe I'll tell you. (laughs) Ice Canyon Monster Number One by Blood Moon Comics. A Greenlandic shaman releases a curse by tossing a topalak into the waters around his native land. The monster will grow, become enraged, and unstoppable. The plight of the shaman is noble. But the beast is mindless. That's nah, not nice. And what do they just have these creatures kept in their pockets until they need to grow them one day? <laughs> in his own image, number one of three by SourcePoint Press. In a not-too-distant future, new technologies give birth to new ways to vent violent and aggressive instincts subjects without any legal protection as androids can be the victim of any nefarious nefariousness but how long will man be able to exercise full control over the machine the story is about the violent nature of the human being and deals with the unstable struggle between man machine and god between the creator and the creature Made in his own image. And we got It's Good We Talked About That Graphic Novel by Centrala. It's Good We Talked About That is a manifesto on lethargy, depression, and failed communication. It's a world populated by spiteful grandma a doting dire real pug, and a passive-aggressive houseplant. Anyone who doesn't know what to do with their life will, for better or worse, likely see themselves in these pages. Spanning 10 ludicrous and laconic slices of life. And now we got... John Carpenter's putting out more stuff. Got John Carpenter, Night Terrors, Sour Candy, Trade Paperback by Storm King Productions. Four months to the day he first encountered the boy at Walmart, the last of Phil Pendleton's teeth fell out. At first glance, Phil Pendleton and his son Adam are just an ordinary father and son. No different from any other. Some might say the father is a little too accommodating, given the lack of discipline when the child loses his temper in public. Some might say he spoils his son by allowing him to set his own bedtimes and eat candy whenever he wants. Some might say that such leniency is starting to take its toll on the father, given how his health has declined. What no one knows is that Phil is a prisoner and that up until a few weeks ago, and a chance encounter at a grocery store, he had never seen the child before. But now Adam is in his life, altering and controlling it, and it will take a particular kind of horror to get him out, because there is nothing ordinary about Adam, or the monsters that come when he calls. Interesting. And John Carpenter also has Tales of Sci-Fi Villains, number one of three, from Storm King Productions. It's a bright, sunny day near the Santa Monica Pier. You're reading an excellent horror novel, The Latest Sutter Kane, and enjoying some downtime. But suddenly, you're compelled to stand up. So is everyone else around you. And now you're walking along with them into the ocean. Stop. You want to scream. Body, please, just stop. But your body refuses to listen. Not even when the waves crash over your head and the water fills your lungs. Interesting. Gonna be turned into some water people. Maybe some fun ones, unlike Aquaman. (laughs) All right, we'll leave it there and we'll get back with more stuff in a bit.